Today is Sunday, March the 6th, 2022. Welcome to the Friendship News Hour for a very special episode of a recap on The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. I am joined by none other than Mr. Rager himself. Welcome to the show, Mr. Rage. Thank you, thank you. I'm waiting for those horns to really yes, blow me wide open. <laughs> Let the music do the talking for a minute here. going to get all up into this movie critique it review it talk about the plot the whole thing so if you have not seen it maybe check back after you have i need a remix i need a rapper <laughs> yes. to a rap on that it's like so it's so simple oh yeah it's perfect it's powerful it's not like over the top it's just it's just some that producer is like a madman just cranking that fucking volume to reach higher and higher and higher and it's just like so good dude and so i had never heard of this guy before and i feel like a fool michael jacano <laughs> dude he's done so much he's done uh and this is just like a few of them i looked it up he's done up he did the music for the incredible series he's done cloverfield he did all the new star trek movies mission impossibles he did doctor strange Rogue One, all three of the new spider-mans how do you spell his nice uh, last name it's pronounced jacano uh, but the way you spell it is G-I-A-C-C-H-I-N-O. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. He's, so he's uh, Italian? He must be, yeah. But, dude, yeah, he did all the new Spider-Man movies. He's doing Thor, Love, and Thunder. He did the theme music for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I guess, like, the original one from, like, 03 or whatever. He's out there. So, and, and I, dude, honestly, I mean, we're going to get into it here, but the music for this movie was excellent. But I, I guess I just let's, before we, like, really, really dive into it, when did you see this movie? Yesterday? I saw it last night, yeah. Um, okay. I wasn't really blowing it off or anything. I just, it kept coming around, and I kept hearing about it. It was all over Twitter, too. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, oh, shit, it's come out. I need to go see that ASAP. So yeah, uh, Pal and I went to go to the local movie theater. Normal or IMAX? Normal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's amazing in IMAX. I, I went and saw it normal as well, but I think later this week I'm going to try to find IMAX. I think visually it was it was for sure, but yeah, IMAX just for the sound would probably be ideal. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Rotten Tomatoes is a big, uh, successful website. Sure. They gave this a, a 85% and the audience 90%. I think that's, I think that's accurate. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I liked it a lot, man. I'm trying to not be a hype beast about it. Like I said, I need to see it again. I need to sit on it for some time. But I will say, and this is coming from a man who's a very large fan of The Dark Knight, it was my favorite Batman movie I've ever seen as like a movie plot, the way it was shot, the music, like it all tied together perfect for me. I like um, they did it a little different. Um, it wasn't so much character based it was very directed like driven it was very script driven like just film driven they just wanted to make a really good film and it was three hours long but it's perfect the way the arc is because it's like very slow and linear you know it just keeps going like I said, it has a great storyline, and Colin Farrell was probably my favorite, just because the entire time I was looking at him, I'm like, dude, there's like no way. Now, that's where him. is he? Yeah, <laughs> like you can't even see his eyes. You're like you're you're looking for some kind of familiarity. Yeah. You're trying to see if that Irish accent comes out. Mm -hmm. But um, he was probably in the movie maybe what like 
would you say like 25 minutes, 20 minutes? Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of screen time, and I think that's on purpose because he's going to have his own HBO show. Figured he's going to be the next one up. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a whole HBO. So, like, in the wake of this, they announced there's going to be three shows. There's going to be one that centers around Jeffrey Wright's uh, James Gordon character and, like, Gotham PD. There's going to be a separate show that's all about, like, Penguin and the Iceberg Lounge. I'm sure you'll get a couple other, like, villains introduced there. And then there's a, rumors, and I guess Reeves kind of, like, confirmed this earlier this week, that there's going to be, like, Arkham Asylum like prison show. Like, I don't know if it'd be like a prison break show or what it'll be, but it'll be like the bad guys is the focus. So that'll be cool too. But I, dude, to sum it up though, to me, like it is, it was so refreshing to see a comic book movie that was not just about like how many fucking people and different heroes and fucking crazy chaos can we fit into a movie and like, let's have a good actual story that's like shot well. It's a graphic novel come to life. This entire movie is. It's so grounded in like realism, kind of like how the Christopher Nolan films were. But it also has like that noir feel that makes it feel like a comic book or or like the video games, you know? Yeah, it's 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 damn near like Kurt Cobain fucking directed or produced this movie. It's very grungy. It's very um, raw. Reeves was listening to a bunch of Nirvana when he wrote the movie. Dude, so. <laughs> is, that, is that true? That's for real, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like it, I was just telling my chick pal, I was like, this is like such like a 90s grungy vibe to it. Even like the motorcycles they were riding and his bat suit, it wasn't like, you know, this guy's a billionaire. Like the Christopher Nolan movies, his shit's like over the top. He has like the best tech and all this stuff. Yeah. And this is more like a, like he if he needs it, he'll make it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was a good movie. Well written. I feel like you could have put anybody in that Batman suit. It would have still been a solid movie. You Like you could have done it with Ben Affleck. It would have been fine for me. I mean, yeah. Pattinson did nothing wrong to me that like made it feel bad. 100%. He didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't like um, like to the point where they casted the wrong person. I don't I don't think that's true. But I will say, and, and maybe it's more to Matt Reeves' credit than Robert Pattinson, but Pattinson was playing the part. Like, he is the best Batman to me ever so far. And we didn't get to see a lot of Bruce Wayne because this is pretty much three straight hours of all Batman. That was my, like, con is, uh, like, he was Batman. He was not Bruce Wayne. There was, there was no Bruce Wayne character. So here's my theory on that, though. This movie, when it starts, what I love, there's no connection to anything else prior. Like, this is, like, just... And that's what was great about Dark Knight 2. But it's like no existing DC shit, no bringing in other characters from other shit. Like this is a brand new singular vision, new story. So like where the, when the arc picks up, you don't even need to see all like the Raja Ghoul and all the training and all the shit he did. Like, you know, the origin story. You, like he's been doing it for a year, blah, 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 like a couple of years. People are scared of him when they, they see the bat signal in the dark. Like this dude's been out here. He's doing this shit. That's what I love. Like we hop right the fuck into it. He's he's is Batman has been Batman and he's talking and he's calling himself like vengeance. I think like basically his idea is that he was like out there to like pummel and punish people. How I'm reading into like, as I'm understanding the character of like how Robert Pattinson is portraying Batman, it's like, that's how he's dealing with the tragedy that he's had in his life and the shit that he's seen go on in Gotham and how he's trying to like fix it and help the city. And like by the end of this movie, right when Gotham's flooding after Riddler blows up like all the major well points or whatever, I think there's like a moment where he like is pausing and, and looking at that arena and like, it switches from the, the idea of vengeance and he's out there to fuck people up to like, I actually want to help people. And like, I can help people as Batman and do the shit I do as Batman, but also like through good deeds and other shit through up in the city. So I think in the second movie, we're going to see a lot more Bruce Wayne and he's going to help the city as Bruce Wayne more and still do the Batman. I don't mind that they left him out, but I'm just curious to where this fits because it, uh, it was like an origin story in the sense that... 
like you said, there was no backstory. Well, like we don't know where the fuck this movie fits in the DC universe. If they are trying to, if they're gonna make the DC universe, like yeah, that's what I'm confused. And Pal said it best. She's like, where does the Joker, the movie, like fit into all this? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Completely standalone. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if this is going to be like the start of the new DC universe, because I know that in the Flash movie, they're having Michael Keaton's coming back. And I think Ben Affleck's the Batman in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Ben Affleck, is he? I thought he wasn't signed up to do anymore. I don't know. I think they're like going to, because the, well, the Flash was in Justice League. So I think in the yeah. whole thing with him is like time, time intervals. Uh-huh. Cause he can travel back in time and shit. But yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see where this, this goes. This is going to be a three movie, right? They, yeah, they announced it this weekend. It's, it's been green lighted for a trilogy. And then, like I said, they have the HBO shows. It was a solid movie. Um, nothing really like Matt Reeves probably did a great job. That's probably like the number one thing that stands out for me, but in the, in, for the movie's sake, Paul Dano, great, mm-hmm. great as a Riddler. Fucking psycho. <laughs> Not Jim Carrey in a spandex suit. Don't get me wrong, you know. Yeah. But oh, Paul Dano, he's fiddling the line with Heath Ledger and the Joker. I was like, you could honestly probably make an argument that he might be a better um, villain for Batman. Paul Dano was Riddler. Yeah, because like Batman's a detective and he's all about the clues and all and that. And that shit. was my favorite thing because I'm, you know, I like I'm not the biggest DC fan just because of ignorance. I not really other than cartoons and Batman characters, strong characters like Superman. I don't really know much, but Mm -hmm. what I do know as a kid was like the cartoons and the shows, the best part was like Batman was just like the best detective. And I like that in this movie is that he was pretty much just like, the detective like they needed his help to solve these crimes it wasn't necessarily just because the letters were assigned to him they're like nah this guy's fucking knows what he's doing mm-hmm. like him narrating too gave it like that like that noir detective movie feel i i love that bro i love like like it's almost like his journal like he's reading you his journal true true it, it was a little melodramatic and <laughs> i understand why they did it especially when he's like i'm vengeance and i like i like laugh because yeah. like you you need like Comics are corny, especially when you bring them to the to the um, the big film like Marvel. There's a bunch of corny shit, and I think that's why they constantly like make fun of themselves. They try to also add a little bit of comedy in there because it's like we know this is like corny and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really mind the whole um, vengeance part, but you know, like some some word play was gonna happen like that. Oh yeah, like even from the opening scene though, like when Paul Dano's Riddler like goes in and he like you, he it's literally like two minutes of him just breathing heavy in like a mask and stalking like the mayor in his in his penthouse. And then all of a sudden he's just like it, it cuts and you're like just watching the mayor and all of a sudden Paul Dano's just there and he's just standing there watching him in the room and it's like then he just yells and he runs and he smacks him over the head and kills the dude. But it's like right away sets the fucking tone for the whole new thing. Like this is not your your average or like campy superhero kind of thing or like the way Batman's kind of been done in the past up until Dark Knight. Like this is this is not that. This is a fucking real ass movie and this man's a psychopath and we're going to show you it all. No, you make a great point. But I also know that it was probably Warner Brothers doing, but this movie should have been rated R. You think so? 100%. Yeah. So it would have been so much better. Oh, oh, I thought you meant based on what you saw, it should have been R. You're saying they could have added more into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah, could have yeah, added yeah, more yeah, blood, yeah. a little more gore, because there's already a grungy vibe to it, mm-hmm. you know? So it should have been rated R. Like, there was a lot of words that they were, like, trying. You could tell they were, like, running out of F-bombs to say. <laughs> and they were, like, saying stuff that was forced. I'm like, nah, this movie should have been rated R. I think that's why the Joker is so good. Like, if you make yeah. the Joker PG-13, 
It'd no, have been a good yeah. movie, but that's the part of like the craziness of that Joaquin's, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character went through. It was just like all that tragedy and turmoil and all that blood and gore. And then he's at the end, he's on top of the car and he's doing his dance. He's just like, this man's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, dude, I was so scared that they were going to, like in the back of my head, and I wasn't scared. Joaquin Phoenix was great, but like, I think that that's a good standalone movie by itself. Like it's, it, I mean, obviously it was it like one Oscars and shit like that, but like, yeah, I feel like that was just like a cool piece that they wanted to make and you know, cool. We're done with it. Kind of made up for how shitty Jared Leto's Joker was perceived by so many people like good done buried. And, yeah. and now like, I love the way that they, they kind of like how Christopher Nolan did it again. Like, I think there's a lot of nods to Nolan in this movie because Nolan is a G, but like kind of how at the end of Batman Begins, you see that, you know, he's talking to Gordon and you see the Joker card and they kind of tease him damn near like a post credit scene, but DC doesn't really do those as much. And then like basically at the end of this movie, you see Dano, he's in jail after he gets caught in Arkham and he's sitting there and he starts talking to his cellmate and it it's Barry Kogan, Keegan. I, I don't know how you say his name, but the dude that's going to play the Joker. Yeah. And it just like sets it up perfectly. And we might not even see him in the second movie, Reeve said. It might wait until the third for Joker to actually come. But like it was just like a cool little nod to the character. Like you can't, Reeve said he wants to have all the main bad guys in his trilogy. So like you can't do that and not have the Joker. So it's great to see him come back, but not in like a super like it's fucking again. It's the sixth Joker in the last 10 years. Like I think they did it the best they could have. I, I, I agree. I, I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it, but I think, (laughs) I think it was a Warner brothers ploy. Like, Hey, we need, we need the Joker back. He's a moneymaker. We need this character back. And I think Matt Reeves was forced to put him in the movie. Um, I definitely forced. It was just like Paul Dano's in jail. Then you have this guy next to him. And I was looking at the characters, the cast, he's not even casted as the Joker. He's casted as unseen Arkheim, uh, prisoner. I'm like, Oh fucking. Okay. You know, that's a Joker, especially you see his like grin, coming in in the, in the dark mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with him playing that character i just think it was definitely forced in there reeves maintains he always wanted to have all the major guys like we're going to see mr freeze for sure i think we're, we're going to be seeing bane like you can't have all the major guys and not have the joker like you just you have to no 100 percent. but like that's my point is just like this was about the riddler you know let's let's leave the joke if they wanted to make if they wanted to put that separate at the end of the movie like kind of like a marvel um unseen footage or like the next the next batman movie that would have made a little bit more sense but maybe that's just me being used to marvel credit scenes i, I was gonna say because that's basically a post-credit scene it's the same thing they just put it in the cut of the movie but it's like he's there you know he's there and i'm curious to see in the next movie what's gonna happen like is is he going to be acknowledged? Is he going to be like, hey, this is some fucking crazy guy going around town, you know? No, so one of the main scenes that was cut, they showed this movie in a lot of showings leading up to this, and they cut it out right right towards the end before the final cut was made. But there was a scene of, of Pattinson going to Arkham and talking to the Joker about the Riddler, trying to help, like, have him help him solve these things. So, like, it's acknowledged in Reeves' anthology that, like, Batman knows the Joker and put him into Arkham. But what Reeves said is that he isn't the full Joker yet. So, like, he isn't known as Joker. He is whatever the fuck he is before that. And, like, once, my guess is once he, like, escapes 
Arkham or whatever happens next in these movies, then he'll become like the full psychopath Joker. Yeah, maybe it's like you said, it's just people will be um, biased because it's like the beating of the dead horse of a character and you still, like yeah. you said, have, have that bad taste of Jared Leto in your mouth. You have that bad taste of Ben Affleck in your mouth. Yeah, man, Ben Affleck wasn't even that bad though, man. I've, he wasn't. Hey, that's why when I said Ben Affleck was the best Batman, uh, <laughs> low key, if somebody wants to make that argument, I mean, I guess you, you could if you wanted to. I think the best Batman and the guy in the suit, I feel like you can make the argument for really anybody. But for the character who plays both, I still think Christian Bale is still, is still the guy. I disagree now, man. I mean, I want to see more of Bruce Wayne, but I think it's Robert Pattinson, dude. Like the way he portrayed Batman, he acted, he didn't, oh, fear me. Like he didn't, like he wasn't, that was cheesy. Like there's things about Nolan's movie when I watch it back, dude, with the Dark Knight that are cheesy now to me. Like, and I love, like I've told you before, Dark Knight's my favorite comic book movie, but like, it, I think like it was so good great at the time so you have that nostalgia factor but like when you really look at it like even even with uh like batman and rachel in the dark knight trilogy and all that shit it's like she's not a good love interest like nowhere near as good as like zoe kravitz is gonna be i'm telling like the on-screen chemistry between robert pattinson and zoe kravitz was so much better than any on-screen chemistry that's ever happened in any batman series please tell me if i'm wrong there but i, I cannot think uh, there's nothing that comes close maggie gyllenhaal and christian bale are just that is not like everything i've said it's probably just been nitpicking you know with the whole like uh the Joker at the end of the credit scene, you know, yeah. like here and there. But the one thing I didn't like was Zoe Kravitz's character. Why, ah, dude? No, dude, she is such a bad actress. <laughs> no, she's just she's a pretty face. She's hot. Don't get me wrong. She's hot. She's hot. I, she's sexy. She's beautiful. And the on scene chemistry was nice. I won't disagree. They definitely mm -hmm. had. They definitely fucked. There's some, there's some kinky ass sex going on somewhere. For sure. Yeah, I, do, somewhere, I would agree. Somewhere. But who's been better? Who's been a better Catwoman, bro? It's uh, not I, fucking... Uh, Anne Hathaway was better. No, come on. No Anne Hathaway is better. Because she, she's an actual actress. She's She acts. <sighs> she does act. She is a natural actress. And Michelle But Pfeiffer she's in movies like The Devil Wears Pfeiffer kind of consumed the whole Catwoman, Catwoman role. I just think you have a prejudice towards 80s movies. That's true. And maybe I just favorite 80s movies so much. That's true. But... I mean, Anne Hathaway, Dark Knight, that's a 2000s movie. And there's no way that bat, that Catwoman was better than Zoe Kravitz's. There was no real Catwoman. She was kind of like this, I don't know, waitress, cocktail waitress in this grungy city. And he's kind of like clinging on her because he needs her help. And definitely there's some sexual chemistry and definitely she's hot. But Catwoman, when she was in the suit and all that, I mean, I guess. And another thing that I actually did like, but I thought I didn't like, was um, not too many fight scenes. I kind of like that because it wasn't like over overwhelming like some marvel movies can be where like that's sure. where they put all their focus is like we need these badass fight scenes to really send off these characters that's because you don't have a good story in marvel movies half the time mike it's fucking just action 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 how many characters how many fucking no there's definitely good storylines <laughs> but there's just a lot of characters and there's a lot of uh overwhelming storylines i think it's they just try to make shit piece together i don't i wouldn't say it's good writing I'm, I'm not gonna lie and i love marvel i'm not trying to shit on marvel as a franchise but i don't think that they're known for their writing i think they're known for their fantastic special effects and amazing action sequences and fucking just comic book porn basically that they they put on the screen i, I don't think anyone would ever say and that's why like the some of the biggest directors have ever come out saying that those marvel movies are trash basically and should never be considered for academy awards which i think is a little harsh they said it's not cinema which is yeah because it's a it's a money grab but it's still that's what i mean still, though 
It's still good, but th- that's what it is. Good. Ba- this Batman movie is a money grab because this is all Warner Brothers has. They've recycled this character like what four? There's been no. four different Batman. No, it's not all they have. You're a fucking peacemaker like whore lately. Come on now, they're they're turning the ship around, bro. They're Batman. Uh, this whole storyline, this the whole Justice League was in shambles because Batman. Oh, yeah. strong characters is all they have. Sure, Peacemaker was great. I mean, look at the the older movie. I mean, they had a different director. They brought James Gunn in, which is who's a brilliant writer and director. Mm-hmm. Totally turned it around, and now he has a segment. Peacemaker was amazing. I enjoyed Peacemaker more than the Batman. Yeah, knew you were gonna say that. Peacemaker's great. There's <laughs> it like, is great. There's it like is. there's like zero flaws. Did you see the Cindy ending? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, like I loved that James Gunn made fun of Marvel. I think this was like a make fun of Marvel because one of like the the things with Marvel and the and the Marvel universe is like you always have these like self movies and there's always like this turmoil and then people are always like, what the fuck is Thor doing? Like, what is Thor doing? He has something better to do right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they need his fucking help. And I like at the end of just uh, at the end of Peacemaker, Justice League comes in, Superman, Aquaman, the Flash. He's like, yeah, you're late, fuckers. Like, where yeah. the fuck were you? You know. He's like, go fuck a dead fish. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny, actually, though, is that I was reading about that end scene and Marvel let them cut that on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, because James Gunn is... um was the direct yeah 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 so which is kind of cool to see the two studios work together i would never think that that would ever happen but oh there's that there's definitely going to be a dc marvel crossover sometime soon talk about a money grab yeah that would be a total money grab yeah versus the avengers superman would kill everybody yeah but i i think that like with the success of the dark knight it kind of fucked dc for a long time and they're just starting to get out of it because like with the dark knight you had this like super super successful comic book movie that was also super dark and i think they they thought that like okay that's got to be the recipe we have to do that with these justice league movies and with the superman like and, and it just didn't work and then you saw marvel like kind of take the complete opposite approach with like light movies tons of action just like the total opposite approach and it totally totally works so i, I think that like dc's finally fi- figured out like okay we need to concentrate on the writing for sure because that's where we're going to maybe set ourselves apart. We can still do some dark shit, but like also lean on comedy. Like the Peacemaker and Deadpool vibe that like Marvel does, like that is that is the way you got to go, man. And I like, love I, it. They're, I think DC's turning the ship around. I don't ever think they're going to eclipse Marvel. They're like Marvel's too big at this point. I would. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I mean, every every everything has its time and place. I would say that the Christian Bale trilogies, uh, Christopher Nolan trilogies. Those was like, that will probably be the only comic book movie that's actually cinematic where it's not, you could take, you could take the Batman out of it. That character, you could add some random character who's just a vigilante and the same thing with Joker. You could introduce a psychopath and that movie's still perfect, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you don't think that's how this movie was? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, okay. it's, def- it's definitely uh, script driven. Um, mm. but there's definitely a, like a dark hue to it. It's almost, it reminded me of like Sin City. Have you seen that movie with... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... Bruce Willis is in that, right? Yeah, Bruce Willis yeah. is in it. It's like real Jessica dark. Alba. And and they do the same thing. Every character has a narration of their part. Mm-hmm. It's really dark. Right. And so it was very similar to that. But yeah, I don't, I, there's potential for DC to definitely turn it around. I think that after Christopher Nolan, that was like right when Marvel was getting super popular. I think Avengers, I think when The Dark Knight Rises, Avengers, the first one came out. And then Marvel kind of had a blockbuster hit and they set the algorithm for what you're supposed to do. And I think yeah. 
DC tried to do that, like, and it fucking flopped with Justice League. It flopped yeah. with Jared Leto and everything like that because they tried to imitate kind of that vibe and they just kind of like put themselves in a hole. And now they're trying to get out and this is the right way to get out. You need, if like, if you can't beat them, join them in the sense that they hired James Gunn. Like James Gunn isn't just a Marvel director. He's a director in general. He's directing yeah. uh, other movies and stuff like that. And he's one of my favorite, hands down, one of my favorite directors right now and writers. What he did with Peacemaker, I mean, John Cena is probably not the best actor, but he was actually really good. Really, yeah, dude, that that series really, really surprised me. Like I surprised the shit out of me. And that movie, did, did James Gunn do that movie too? The last Suicide Squad movie? Yeah, he literally was given shit. Like, hey, we're going to give you this big piece of hot dog shit that was the worst thing, probably one of the worst movies Warner Brothers has ever done. It's not just a comic book movie. Like, terrible. And he somehow not only flipped it during the pandemic, and I think it's one of their most highly rated uh, comic book movies right now. Basically, like, what Gunn did, and it just goes to show what good writing does for these movies, but, like... He went against the movie that had, like, the first Suicide Squad movie had Harley Quinn, it had the Joker, it had Deadshot. Like, those are, like, big villains in the DC universe. Deadshot's a huge villain. Yeah, and then you jump to the second one, and it's like, no one. Like, I'd never heard of fucking Peacemaker, and I'm, I like DC, but, like, I, I hadn't heard of most of these people, and, and, and it was fucking great. It was way better. Dan Brosos, he wrote Scooby-Doo movie in 2002. <laughs> Shout out to Scooby-Doo and James Gunn. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> but he is good. I hope we start to see better writing in these movies, man. Because like the thing that I I worry about with Marvel, and I love Marvel. They they're fucking amazing. We talk about them and suck their dick on this podcast all the time. <laughs> I worry that like and like this is what I said. I, you said you disagree, but like the lack of of good writing in most of their movies, like will it just leads like to this never ending movie that keeps going on and the story continues here and here and it's like uh, so many characters and plot points and it's like this big confusing web of shit and it's like it to me I wonder if it's almost better if like if Reeves does this trilogy and it that's it and then we move on to the next Batman like if it's almost like a James Bond kind of character that just keeps changing. I see what you're saying. It's just it's movie based. It's not you don't have to create a cinematic to, to necessarily enjoy uh, comic book movies. No, I'd agree. Maybe we don't go boom, boom, boom with these next two Batman movies to complete the trilogy. Maybe it's like a six to eight year thing and there's some HBO shows in there. But then it's like when that's done, it's done. And we it just we can start over or tell a different story. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me thinking about it. But like to me, it's like Marvel is going to get to a point where it's just so diluted with so many characters and universes. And it's just it's going to be too much. I feel like I, I don't no, know. I'd agree. Um, their algor the algorithm's definitely going to run dry sometime soon. I think after um, the multiverse of madness, which is probably going to be so excited for that movie. Uh, my nipples are hard just thinking about it. <laughs> um, after that, they definitely need to take a seat back and like start hiring some different directors, take some more risks. I mean, you already own the fucking playing field as is just right. not only for comic book movies, but just movies people want to go see right now. I mean, they comic book movies are the new action movies. Like mm -hmm. they are the new Bruce Willis. They are the new Sylvester Stallone. They are the new Arnold Schwarzeneggers. It's just a different kind of vibe, but it's a still same thing that people want to go and see action movies. You know, it's just part of the, the, the American culture. But I do think that there's definitely going to be a different change of pace. And I do, and I was actually talking to Pauline about that because she was asking about the universe. And I was like, dude, I don't have any idea. And I was like, maybe they're just going to make trilogies. Maybe they're just going to do like character base and like, 
take it how it is and and maybe they're gonna have like i would imagine they might have like two different batmans during two different times i wouldn't be surprised if they try to do that like have a female batman yeah you're gonna start seeing a lot more of that man the different vibe to it if they have a male Catman, can i do i think i could look good in latex dude <laughs> well i think i heard that they're gonna get rid of superman because they have all their shit with Henry Cavill. Cavill I, fuck his name I is. will proudly say there has never been a good standalone Superman movie ever. The only one that I kind of liked was Batman versus Superman, but even that, yeah, I but agree. It's not, but it's not a Superman standalone, you know? Honestly, the best Superman, bro, is the dude that played him in Smallville. That was a good-ass right? show. Right? I was about to say that. <laughs> hey, that dude, I remember him running through the cornfields, and it was so fucking <laughs> fake, but like, yeah. Somebody save me. Yeah, it was a good show, uh, dude. Yeah, I, I just... I think like the trilogy, I think that's a better way to do it instead of getting this huge universe of shit. But like, I also like how many times can they retell the Batman story also? So it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you do. Like, that's a hard, like with what Marvel's doing, they can literally make movies for the next 100 years yeah. and keep the shit going. You know, reusing some characters, killing off characters. Now you can just pull in whatever the fuck actor you want from any other universe. And Tom Cruise is Iron Man now. It's like, you can do whatever hey, you want. It's kind of sick though. I, I like that idea is like everybody who could have been just because they turned down the role is like coming back. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Tom yeah. Cruise is Iron Man. See, like you could have put Tom Cruise in the first Iron Man movie and it would probably be just as successful, you know? But like, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. definitely through the years took that character and made it his own. He, he is did. Iron Man. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to think of Iron Man without like that cocky asshole, yeah. arrogant vibe of Robert Downey Jr., which maybe Tom Cruise could have done. He's, I saw him in fucking uh, Tropic Thunder. He can be an asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, they, he was supposed to get his own standalone movie for that too. Was he really? Yeah, he was supposed oh, to do Les Grossman. That producer, Les Gr yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking G5, baby. <laughs> nah, that was great. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for anything comic book coming out. I'm bringing. I'm ready for anything. Anything. It can't. DC. There's only one way, and it's up. You can't go anywhere. That's true. Yeah, up. that's so true. You've hit the bottom, whilst your competitors literally fucking touching the ceiling of the mm -hmm. top. There's only one way up, and like I said, your biggest. Um, I think their biggest ally is the fact that Marvel's been doing the same kind of movie for like fuck. So I would say since the first Avengers movie, it's probably been like the same kind of tint to it, so to speak. Yeah, but I think you had the Guardians of the Galaxy movies that actually had really good writing because of James Gunn and like those movies kind of stand alone. Like they kind of, they separate out of that, the mass of all the individual Avenger movies. And that's good writing because nobody would have given a fuck about those characters. No, yeah, at all. He's a fucking man. So like, I think those movies set apart. And then I think like, obviously like Infinity War and Endgame because of all the people. And then all, like, I think they took their cinematography to a next level in those movies than they had before. True. And you like know? the whole, the Spider-Man people are saying it's a money grab. Nah, bro. That's a, that's a play with my nostalgic click grab. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm fucking all for it. If you, if you want to bring, like if they want to bring back Ben Affleck as Daredevil, just as a joke, I, that'd be hilarious. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what they're, it's got, I mean, we know we're heading towards X-Men. They're coming to the universe. They've got to be. And um, maybe it'll be as soon as this next movie. I really, I really did like how they introduced them. After the internals, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, there's other deviants that we forgot to let you know about. They're called yeah. fucking mutants. I'm like, I've, 
guess. How would they do it, do you think? Because the, the biggest theory I read out there is that Professor X, who's part of the Illuminati, welcomes Sir Patrick Stewart to the Marvel Universe. You think Sir Patrick Stewart, like in real life? No, no, no. Like in the show, the Illuminati, like the comic Black book. Black tea? He drinks Earl Grey tea. He's not part of the Illuminati. <laughs> but in the comic book world, he's the head of the Illuminati, which is like him, Superior Iron Man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple other people. But what I've heard is like the way they're going to they're gonna introduce mutants in is that like through some way, Professor X has like made everyone forget that mutants are a thing. And then that somehow with the Scarlet Witch, that's going to be broken. And now all of a sudden mutants are here, which I'm just like. Uh, that, that's, yeah, it's uh, lazy. Yeah, it's, it's lazy for sure. I mean, if they write it so where it's a clear path, I mean, that's why I watched the Eternals movie and it was a bit lazy in the sense that like they hit it on the nose with, um, hey, where have you guys been? And they're like, oh, well, we weren't allowed to interfere, interfere with like Earth conflict only unless a deviant's evolved. And I'm like, oh, OK, I guess. But yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious what they do. I'm curious how I mean, obviously you saw the trailer and you see him him up there talking and then i'm excited to see evil dr strange that'll be interesting for sure and i think scarlet witch is going to pop off because she has that line like how come when you break the rules it's okay but if i do i'm looked at as a villain right she's like that, that's not fair but like so she's gonna so the scarlet Great witch actress is, by the way <laughs> her sisters are better she's gonna team <laughs> up with evil dr strange you have him and scarlet witch who the fuck is going to beat them, dude? There's no way. Um, a Spider-Man because he's fighting for his city, Al. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's too, that's a large proposition. Unless we're bringing Thanos into this shit and the Eternal, like, all these different things. Like, I don't, that's, that's a big bad for sure. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll bring, you know, they'll bring the X-Men characters back and then they have a decent shot at that. But yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's nostalgic, but the way I actually rewatched the movie Logan cried, by the way, the ending mm. so fucking sad. Mm. And it's just a, such a good movie. Such a good fucking movie. And I don't want them to bring Hugh Jackman back like I do, but. No, it's yeah. done, man. Like he died. Let him die like in his, that forest. And yeah. Keep him dead, <laughs> and my favorite part is when they have the cross and then she flips it over and puts the axe down. I'm like, God, that's yeah. good writing. I didn't expect <laughs> that. Especially for those movies, because some of those movies are kind of really shitty too, man. Yeah. Some of those early are, like, movies. Especially the newer ones, X-Men's Future Past was probably like the only good one out of all those. I really mm -hmm. like that movie. But um, I heard you uh, making fun of me because um, I kind of got a lot of those riddles right throughout that movie. There was yeah. a like, there's only like five seconds of leeway. He said, what's Swift and something like that. I was like, justice, bro. I got you here. I got the riddles here for you. Let's hear it. What does a liar do when he's dead? Oh, he lies still. That's funny. There you go. I didn't get that one. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that I didn't hard. get that one. Uh, it can be cruel, poetic, or blind. Justice. Yep. <laughs> he said it like, a, if you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? That's a harder one. That is a harder one. I don't know. It's a bribe. Bribe. That's when that's they tell right. him that he was bribing him. Um, I grew up from a seed as tough as a weed, but in a mansion, in a slum, I'll never know where I come from. Do you know what I am? Orphan. Well, there you go. And the less of them you have, the more one is worth. Friends. Yeah, there you go. Like you said, you were texting me about this. I think the riddles, especially the ones I just said, were easy because- Dude, like, That's kind of hard. Hey, bro, I'm kind of smart, and those are kind of hard. <laughs> I think the 
I think the justice one was easy. And then, yeah, there were little grabs, but you didn't have enough time as a viewer to figure them out. They were kind of, especially during that time, because the bomb was on them. It was like rapid yeah. fire. But the ones that were left in the notes to him, mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was the whole point, was trying to make it think. I definitely do think he eventually had the plan to get caught and the whole summoning of the water gods. And then my favorite part was when he's like, Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> and then and then you see Robert Pattinson like look down like, fuck, <laughs> he fucking knows. And everybody's like, damn, he knows. He just kind of like accepts it and Wayne like, all right, motherfucker talk. And then he says something along the lines like, can you believe Bruce Wayne is involved in this? And he's like, wait, this motherfucker actually doesn't know how. Yeah, and then that's right. when he like picks up his head. He's like, okay, I still have like, I still have my upper hand. I was wondering well, because, like, yeah, he looks at the camera and it's recording. I, I thought he outed him right there, but then, yeah, the Riddler doesn't know that they're involved, like that they're the same. No, he just has no idea. Um, I think it was smart for his character to not be like, fuck, shut the fuck up, or like yeah. unplug the camera, just make some move that's really obvious. And it's like, wait, what am I? Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's definitely uh, hidden. And um, so, what characters are supposed to be in the next movie, do you think? The, the rumor I heard is like Penguin, obviously, Mr. Free is one that was teased a Our lot Schwarzenegger of people, coming back <laughs> a lot of people were saying so like at the end of the movie when Selena's getting like choked out Robert's on the ground he's kind of fucked up because he took a shotgun at point blank range you got damn right she's getting choked out Al yeah he like shoots himself up with something and some people are like oh it could just be adrenaline other people that I've read online are saying that it could be the Bane serum yeah it was green with, that doesn't make yeah. sense now I didn't connect that and Bane serum is green in the comic books um, I definitely thought it was adrenaline in the comic books Batman gets it's addicted to that serum too and there's like a whole storyline with that so some people think bane will come in which man i can't think how they would do bane better than what's his fuck did it man in in nolan's trilogy hey robert pattison if you're searching podcasts and you happen to come on uh this one hey don't be a fucking douchebag and work out yeah <laughs> get big kid your acting's good but it's not gonna carry you when your shirt's off bro yeah but when do you see Batman with his shirt off fighting? I like to see Batman's nipples, dog. <laughs> Christian Bale was pretty yoked, dude. He was yoked, bro. Yeah, and he also broke his back and climbed that fucking wall. You yeah. got out of that hole. He did. He did. Even Bane can do that, bro. But yeah, so to answer your question, I think we're going to see Bane, Mr. Freeze, the Penguin, and then maybe like Clayman or the Mad Hatter. I don't know. And then I'm thinking like Joker will come in towards the end of the movie and then the third movie will be... Batman vs. Joker. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he did say, though, what, like how like it's like in the Nolan trilogies, you don't know Joker's origin story and some of the other ones. It's just like he's a psycho. Like in this one, I guess he's going to have a birth defect where like he's like always smiling or some like crazy like disfiguration, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if we've really seen that. Bring uh, Tom Hardy back as, as Bane? Dude, that's what I was saying. I don't know who's going to do it better than Tom Hardy, man. He was perfect. Honestly, debatable. A better villain than Heath Ledger was, even though like Ledger's performance was amazing. But you said that to me before. He's a better antagonist than the Joker was in the movie, but Heath Ledger was just a better actor. Right. Just yep. in general, yep. obviously. But I don't know how they're going to do that Bane better, man. Like I, maybe they'll do more of the wrestler mask kind of cartoony Bane. I, I don't know. But what about Poison Ivy though? I'm trying to think of any other female bads. I think she, Hathaway. she'd be a really good Poison Ivy. No, actually bring back Uma Thurman, bro. She's she bad, still got bro. it. Does she still got it? I remember watching, what is that movie? Batman Forever? Yes, that was the worst fucking directed anything I think I've ever seen in my life. A couple uh, fun facts I found is that originally Jonah Hill was cast as the Penguin, but 
he left oh. due to creative differences because he actually wanted to play the Riddler. So I think he was a little bit salty. I could definitely see him play the Riddler. Yeah. I think it would have been a good Penguin, too, though. Like, he kind of yeah. looks fat. He wouldn't need all the prosthetics and shit that Farrell needed, but... I'm glad Colin Farrow did. He was excellent. Creative differences, huh? Paul, no, Paul Dano owned that uh, Riddler. Yeah. I think that was the the right character. Mm. It was funny. There was a, um, I guess the word got out that he was having like really sleeping problems and issues like preparing for this character. And people were like, hey, but you slept really fucking calmly during 12 years of slave. What's going yeah. on, bro? <laughs> oh, damn. You, you oh, didn't say anything shit. about that character. I was wow. like, yeah, you should probably shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Man, he's in a lot of movies, though, dude. I didn't he's even realize actor. that. Yeah, he's in There Will Be Blood, Little Miss Sunshine, Prisoners, The Guilty. We were just talking about um, Matt Reeves and what films he did, because I don't really know oh, yeah. what he did. Um, and he actually did one of my favorite, not my favorite, it's one of a really good opening to a movie, 10 uh, Cloverfield Lane. Have you? Did you watch that? That's the sequel to Cloverfield, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's the sequel, but it's definitely like about that. I don't or, know if it's like a reboot or a sequel, yeah, 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 but yeah. it's definitely related. But okay. yeah, you saw it though? Yes, I did. That's where they're like in the bunker at the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. in the beginning it shows her on the phone with her dude and they're like talking and all of a sudden fucking a truck just smashes a car and it's just like so loud and then it cuts darkness. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 paying attention. Yeah. No, that one was that was pretty good, actually. That was surprisingly good. He did Cloverfield too. He did Cloverfield. I actually liked that movie. A lot of people were getting were complaining about the the handheld camera views, but oh, I love movies like that, bro. The ghost movies that are like that too. Oh. Blair Witch Project? It's the first thing yeah, I think of. Yeah, it is, for that sure. That movie still creeps me out. I'm honestly surprised, though, looking at his list of movies. He has not done that much, man. No. Like, he's been around since the 90s, though, it says. Yeah, from 94, he's made 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Batman is his 10th movie since 1994. How do you give wow. him the keys after this? Uh, that's, that's a risky move by DC, yeah, man. They were... Yeah. <laughs> But I guess he's done a lot of shit with J.J. Abrams, this is saying. So maybe okay. they just trusted that connection. Well, J.J. Abrams did ruin Star Wars, so, you know, that's <laughs> another thing. He also wrote Lost, Michael, the best television show of all time. Do you like that show? No, I did like that show back in the day. I still don't know what the fuck happened. So they all died. I think the whole time they were in purgatory, I think was like what the show was supposed to be. Which I, what's, I what's the black ending. smoke then? The devil, I guess, going into purgatory. I don't know. I thought it was weak how they ended it, but I was reeled into that show all in high school and shit. I was about that shit, but yeah, I remember my mom was watching it, and yeah, it was like the show that everybody was talking about. It was good. Fucking, I had a huge crush on Homegirl. What was her name? She was. I thought she was so cute. The main character, like the girl. Yeah, she yeah. was like the only hot chick. That's what I was gonna say about Poison Ivy, bro, and Batman Forever. She was fucking bad when I was like a nine-year-old prepubescent boy. Uma Thurman, yeah. There's, a, there's been a couple of those who were like, whoa, what's, what are these feelings? Yeah, right. Oh, it moves. Yeah. No, she was definitely, and she had that little little spark to her. Yeah, yeah for sure. Don't get me wrong, dude. Zoe Kravitz, she's very nice to look at. You're a hater, bro. I did she's not a, think you would disagree with me on she that. She's very man. nice. Yeah, I feel like you could have put any. I feel like her character, honestly, was not necessary. I've never thought I was going to see Batman fucking a Batman movie until this movie, though. I thought there was going to be a sex scene for sure. Like they were fuck. They like you said, they're fucking off screen for sure. Oh, or something there. And there's like a bunch of. Uh, I think they did a bunch of model shoots where it's like very intimate. I'm like, mm. dude, there's for sure. Yep. 
something yeah. went down. But yeah, I just feel like she's like who she is because of her who her mom and dad is. Who's her mom? I mean, obviously I know who her dad she's is. She's but... married to Aquaman. She's like doesn't age, bro. Really, dude. Her mom. They is. look like sisters. Um, I forget her name. Let me see. Zoe Kravitz's mom. Her mom is Lisa Bonet. Oh, I know her. What yeah, a baddie. Fifty-four years old. Looking dude, good. right? Good for you, Jason. Good for you. <laughs> She's still like, and she rocks the dreads. Like, she's got that very interesting look to her. She's in the still. Cosby show, so she's probably been through some shit. That's right. She was. <laughs> Damn. Totally forgot about that. We'll see. I, I think, I mean, I, I thought she did a pretty good job. I, I want to go re-see it, man, because I feel like I'm I'm a Batman whore. He's always been my favorite comic book character. So it's like, for me, yeah. I'm, I was literally sitting in the theater for this movie, like, giddy, like, very like not shaking but like super super happy the last time i remember feeling like that in a movie theater was like inception or the dark knight which was 10 plus years ago for me like to me i was more excited seeing this movie than spider-man like i and i know that's blasphemy to you but like i'm just i'm a batman fan so like to me no i i understand it's it's a it's an exciting reboot yeah it is and it was i was just glad to see it done that well but uh, as far as like movies go this year, it was the second biggest debut behind, obviously. What was the first, Daddy? What was the first? <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Fucking Home. It made $260 million in its first weekend out, bro, which is fucking a, so much money. And it was actually during a pandemic. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the Batman just missed the pandemic by like yeah, a week. But technically, they were calling it a pandemic debut. Uh, it, yeah, it 100% was. I'm so glad they didn't offer this at HBO Max. I'm so glad it was a theoretic uh, I agree. release. I agree. Because if it was, I would have 100%. I love the movie theater. I love going to it. But if you give me something so convenient where I can watch it on my couch, I'll probably will do that yeah even though i'll hate myself and i won't get the full be like immersed in it like you're at like an imax film i, w I wish what they would do though is like let you because now i just want to fucking watch this movie again so bad bro i'm gonna go i'm gonna go see it in imax this week but like i wish like maybe if you had like a movie ticket you could like unlock it on hbo like once you've seen it and like paid to go see it i definitely think they're gonna release it earlier probably on hbo max they'll probably release it at the end of this month on hbo max immediately oh i looked it up already it's april 19th <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, they, they want they want money. They definitely want the ticket sales and everything through the movie yeah. theaters. But once that shit starts going down, they want people because they yeah. know that if the people aren't going to go to the movie theaters, if it's in your face on the HBO app, you'll probably click on it. For sure. Hey, let, let's let's check out what Cedric Diggory's doing. Let's check out what Edward Cullen, how he is. <laughs> So Spider-Man No Way Home made two sixty million its opening weekend, and Batman this past weekend made one hundred and twenty-eight million, which is still pretty damn good. I, I definitely did not expect it to outsell that Spider-Man movie like that. Marvel's too big; their marketing is so much better, and like it's more geared for kids too, so like a bigger audience can see it. But there's just a bigger Marvel following, and rightfully so. Like DC has let people down so many times, I could see why people would be cautiously optimistic or even pessimistic to go see one of their movies. Do you know um, who was in the running for Batman? I know that Matt Reeves always, like the first person he had in mind to play it was Robert Pattinson. That's so weird. I feel like yeah. that's such a, a, a reach, right? Because Robert Pattinson has been doing, oh, well, I guess he's definitely done some good films. He did that one Lighthouse film with um, the Green Goblin, what's his name? Talking about William Dafoe? 
William Defoe. William yeah. Defuck. This says the only other person that was considered for it. It was between Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt. I thought you were going to say Nicholas Cage. And I'm like, bro, you passed out Nick Cage? Nick. <laughs> I don't know much about this dude. He's from fucking Mad Max. He was in... He played J.R. Tolkien in the Tolkien movie. He's in Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah. He plays uh, the Beast. Yeah, he does play the Beast. That's him. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor. Yep. Yeah, I mean... But he's like a C-lister. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I I think Pattinson was a good move, man. And he's young enough where they, if they want to milk the fuck out of him, he could be Batman for the next 10 years. Like So Edward Cullen, Cedric Diggory, Batman. Where, where do they rank in the sense of when you think of Robert Pattinson, what do you think of? It's hard to not think of him as Twilight. I, I really don't think about him as Cedric Diggory. I, I, he, was really? one Harry, he was in one I, Harry Potter oh, movie, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, he was kind of important, though. He was, but he was, he's in like three or four Twilight movies. You know what I'm saying? I, like see, I be... didn't really... I have never sat down and watched a Twilight movie through and through, thank God. But I'm a big Harry Potter fan. You know that. So, yes. uh, yeah, when I first think about him, I think of Cedric Diggory instantly. He, that will never leave my mind. And also, he like still looks the same. He does, it looks like which he is hasn't weird. aged. Yeah, he looks. I don't even know how old he is. He's a vampire. It doesn't matter. That's age, true. age is not real. But I hate it, dude. I hated him when I was like for always. Like honestly, up until like the last five, maybe seven years. But like I was forced. High school girlfriend forced me to go see those terrible movies. At which my brother Zach stands by his great movies as of yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's worth. <laughs> but I hated him and I, w I was just worried. But like he actually, the more I've seen him in other things, like as an actual actor, he's a good actor, man. No, I'll never say he's a shitty actor. Yeah, I, I can and I can say he's a little bitch, but I mean, what does that, what, <laughs> what does that hold really? He was good in um, Tenet. I didn't see Lighthouse, but that was what I received. I still need to watch that movie, Tenet. Well, have you ever seen Remember Me? You ever heard of that movie? I don't think so. It's like a love movie, back and forth, relationship movie. You're all into it. And then like right towards the end, towards the very last scene, like you see a plane crash into a building and it's fucking, he was in 9-11 and he dies. And you're like, oh, oh just got so yeah, hard no, I remember that. He wasn't in the plane. He was in the building. He yeah. took like a meeting, right? Yeah. And it like pans out and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like, fuck, this got so much more depressing. God damn it. I don't remember that movie, but I remember that scene. And I was like, holy shit. But what, <laughs> God, I don't know why we're talking about 9-11, but every 9-11, every um, when I think about movie-wise, I think about, um, not the Nicolas Cage movie. That That's a good movie. Like a, That's a good movie. It was kind of a money grab, but yeah, it was a good Nicolas movie. Nicolas Cage with a mustache, you can't go wrong. Hey, as a firefighter, it's where he belongs. <laughs> um, but what's that movie where it's with Tom Hanks and like he gives his son a scavenger hunt, like oh, that was their thing to do. And then he gives him one when, and he's on that plane and he crashes in the building and he's never able to like finish it. And he's like, it's part of like his like acceptance to his dad's death. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Great movie. Yep. And he's on the voicemail and they, I think the kid was like mad at him and he's like watching the plane go into the tower and then like the voicemail cuts off. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's like just trying to like explain to him what's going on. But well, all right. So. Talk to me. We're wrap, We're getting close to the end here. You have now seen this movie one time. You saw it yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh in your mind. How, you know, out of 10, whatever you want to say, how would you rate this movie in the grand scheme of things? 
I would say it's an 8.7. I don't think it is better than the Nolan films. When's the last time you watched the Nolan films, though? You could ask me when's the last time I watched Batman Begins. That's probably been a long time. But I frequently, like the Dark Knights on Netflix. They're all on HBO, too. Yeah, I've always watched those films. The Dark Knight Rises. I love Bane's halftime speech. Gave it back to the people. Yeah. (laughs) So all those movies are still like hold to a higher regard. Just like that's like how you do a trilogy. I mean, I could hear the argument, you know, but my personal preference, Christopher Nolan's still daddy, dude. Christopher Nolan is daddy, but he has three movies out. So maybe we should talk at the end of this trilogy. Maybe we should. I think this movie was better than Batman Begins if we're looking at the first film in a trilogy. Biased to um, what's his fucking face? Who's Ra's al Ghul? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's. (laughs) Liam Neeson, dog. He plays the same character yeah, in every yeah. movie, and it's still solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said 8.7. 8.7. Out of 10, 8.7. Yeah, that's a lot stronger than I thought you were going to give it. I thought you were going to come on here and try to hurt my feelings. No, so Zoe Kravitz is just full of shit. Other than that, it was, just, it was a great movie. <laughs> it was. And the score, like we kind of opened with this saying, was unfucking believable the, the music was so i good. could have sworn like kurt cobain was in the studio producing that music like he, <laughs> he like was like nah dude this is exactly the vibe we're gonna go after i enjoyed it i love that they kept using that nirvana song uh yeah something in the way that's what it is to me bro i, I kind of open saying this i think it's better than the dark knight to me like that series need to see it more before i become a hype beast but i think this was like a 9.5 out of 10 i really didn't see any flaws with it i think it was a really unique movie i've seen no comic book movie do a lot of the things that they did here. I, th- I think it was a creative jump and one that I hope like inspires a lot of future work in the comic book movie genre. So I'm a fan. If they kill off Catwoman, you understand why. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, the suit, dope. The 9-11s, the melted yeah. 9-11s that were supposed to be is, is uh, the gun that murdered his parents. He made it into the bat. Great, great, yes. great, great, great costume idea. We didn't even talk about your fucking probably biggest wet dream of the whole movie. What the fuck did you think about the Batmobile, bro? Batmobile is sick. Talk to me. Um, it, it wasn't, <laughs> it, I like how it was fiddled in the beginning. It was like draped over. I was like, oh, I got to see that motherfucker in action. <laughs> yeah. And there was not a lot of Batmobile in the movie. I don't know. I'm a car nut. I liked how they had, he had a separate, he was like building the engine. If you look throughout the TV, there's like, uh, there was piston rings, there's a crankshaft, or he was like, looks like he was messy with the motor or something like that, or building mm-hmm. a separate one. And then just the fact that in the movie, it's uh, a, it's a Chevy LT4 V8, so it's pushing probably like 500 horsepower, but I think the concept of it was supposed to be a V10, which, I mean, you add two mm. more cylinders, you're going to make it cooler. You know, that's just how science works. You add more <laughs> cylinders to an engine, it's just more badass. It's better. Like, it's like more inches to your dick. It's never a bad thing, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was fucking sick. I mean, it was just like a grunge version. It was based off a 70s Charger, which is like arguably top five muscle cars of all time. So you can't already go wrong. And I forgot who built it, but he is known. I think he's built like a couple Mad Max vehicles. So he's known to do some crazy outlandish shit. Mm. And if you put a rear mounted engine in a fucking muscle car and you make the, the exhaust like a fucking jet engine, that's just so cool. It's just so cool. Yeah. That's one of the things nostalgic wise you feel like a little kid when when you see the Batmobile. It's funny, bro. Like when that scene happened, because I don't know, I really wasn't expecting it. And then all of a sudden you just, I'm like, first thing that popped in my head was you. I felt like the biggest lame. 
but I was like, Michael is going to fucking love this scene. Because no, especially, <laughs> I'm like, the chase is on, bitch. <laughs> Let's fucking and go. It was a good car chase. That's it was a good it. car chase. I mean, obviously the whole ramp scenario, I was like, oh, that's fucking convenient. Yeah, you yeah. know. And then he jumps through the fire. But then if the car yeah. flips and he's looking at Batman upside down and then Batman kind of goes sideways and he's just like this. The cinematography. Did you notice, speaking of the cinematography, during that chase, Perfect. all of the Penguin scenes were shot from the front of his car backwards. And all of Batman's were from the back of his forward, so you get that vibe. And you also get like the glare where, where it's like the surrounding the fire, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But you can see the glare still, and so you still see like the the construct of what's supposed to be going on. No, it's a well well made movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Falcone, uh, all those like B sub characters, Falcone, Penguin was really good. Obviously, Gordon. Like, you could probably put him, you can put anybody in that Gordon role, still be really good. I like Jeffrey, though, man. Dude from Westworld, he's he's a good actor, man. HBO likes him. And the guy who played Alfred, um, he's a good actor. You know who that is, right? Yeah, he's um, the fucking buyer from uh, Iron Man. Bro, that's Andy Serkis. That's Smeagol. That is Smeagol. Jesus, that's fucking Smeagol, bro. That's, I think he also played King Kong, too. He's in a lot of shit, man. A lot of shit. Oh, so you really want him to come on your face, huh? Because you're a big Lord yeah, of the Rings fan. Right. Big Lord of the Rings fan. Exactly. I mean, Robert Pattinson and Cedric Diggory is kind of sexy, too, so I don't blame you. <laughs> but it was amazing. Uh, We've got to get out of here. It's late. Uh, I want to play Call of Duty, and I have to tend to my child. But before I do that, I need to let you all know that drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when you can do that, help American heroes, it is that much better. Our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee, is proud to donate $1 from every single item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across our country. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get in whole bean ground or single serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10. You'll save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. That's promo code FNH10. Gun Barrel Coffee, damn good coffee damn good cause. Also, you can use the promo code Cedric Diggory to get 10% off your Batman tickets. That is Cedric Diggory. That is C-E-D-R-I-C-K um, under space D-I-G-G-O-R-Y. It is always a pleasure to sit here and get semi to fully erect with you and talk about comic book movies and any really anything else. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, you know, because I get really excited for Marvel films and I know you get excited too, but I know this is more <laughs> your, your, your lane. So I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you get to experience what I experience sometimes, you know, it's nice. <laughs> I still right? love Marvel, bro. I still love No, but just... it's like, it's nice when you see your, your guy up there, you know, exactly. Robert's your exactly. dude now. You know, Robert's that's your dad. I got to go back. We watch the twilight. Films, like like I'm, if I'm, I ever see him in real life, I would be like, Hey, my friend's a big fan. I would never like approach him. <laughs> be like, Hey, here's a drink. I'd be like, nah, my friend is he's, he questions his sexuality when he see because of, yeah, me. you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, nothing. Go watch Peacemaker. It's a great show. Don't <laughs> don't knock it. It's it's probably the best thing any DC's got out in quite some time. Watch it, HBO. Also watch Pam and Tommy. Great show if you're looking for something else uh, to binge watch. I want to see that. It's, on Hulu, I'm, right? I'm like the third episode. It's a great show. Let me know if you want to watch any shows when you're bored at home. I got you. You got all the hookups. Got you. you I've got watched all them the all. things. Watch them all. <laughs> 
I go to you and Frank too for the bourbon suggestions because you guys you've drank most of them as well. Oh, this is also true. They've been through my body, or I've been through them. You know. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you guys uh, want to check out our shit, we are available on Instagram and TikTok at Friendship News Hour. You can find us on Twitter at FriendshipNH. You can always send us an email at bummerdo.media at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns. We have merch. Hit the links in our bios on any of those sites. You can find the links to go get them. Go check out The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Beautiful movie. Beautiful score. Love it, love it, love it. Thanks for being here, Mr. Rager. Thank you for having me anytime. I'm going to let the music take us out here. 